This show is a series of conversations amongst really good friends. We come from different generations and have different life situations. And those situations are even changing as we record this. We decided when we began that this might be a helpful conversation for others to be a part of. So we offer this to you as a gift. In the words of Dr. Adrian Keene, we have decided to consent to learn in public. With you. We intend to be mindful, authentic, and responsible with our words. But we also expect to mess up and learn through this conversation. Take a look at America today. I wish I could give you better news. That I am suspending my campaign. 300 delegates behind Vice President Biden. And all this little girls. We're going to have to wait for And the path toward victory is virtually impossible. For some of these other candidates to get behind Joe Biden. I'm looking forward to getting started as soon as we can. I'm Julia Ranamakulet. Um, I live in Occupied Council of the Free Fires Territory. I'm she, her, hers pronouns. I'm a white woman. And I voted for someone in this election. Uh, stay tuned to find out who. Hello. My name's Ari. I use the am and he, him pronouns. I'm 19 years old, almost, in less than two weeks. And um, I also live on Occupied Council Three Fires territory. Um, I'm an artist and a student, and I cast a ballot. Keep listening, and you'll figure out what was on it. My name is Addie. I use pronouns like she and her. I'm calling in from Ohlone land in Silicon Valley. And I have recently been leaning into more of a witchy lifestyle. And I cast a spell over my ballot. Find out how in this episode. (laughs) My intro was corny. Hello, I am Daniel Giles. I identify with he, him pronouns and use them. Um, I am uh, an astronomer trying to get that PhD defending next week. I think that's a good idea given our uh, current everything going on. I am not witchy or wizardy. Just living life right now. We hung out with a whale last week. I don't know what I'm supposed to say right now, but we hung out with a whale last week. I'm not sure if it was okay, but it was hanging out close to the beach. And it kept swimming around. So last time we saw it, it was alive. Did I cast a ballot this year? And in which state? Find out. We're starting now. I got a Costco bag of free barbecue Fritas, which... Normally in like the little snack pack, you know, you get like three Fritos, but this Costco bag is not messing around. (laughs) And I have had um, almost, let's say, six sevenths of it. (laughs) And I'm like on my own. I don't think Dan has had a single one of them. And I think that these Fritos are like if you were talking to another being from another world and you were like this is what junk food is you would use these fritos are these the twisty ones so that's oh they're not the twisty ones but i see the twisty ones are the best ones you raised me 
you saw yeah you saw my fritos and you raised me a twisty ones and truly the twisty ones are the more junk foody because well i feel like the twisty shape is like like this will yes. never occur naturally <laughs> like never. yes and the flavor gets stuck in inside oh yep. so good yeah that shape is like um, it's sort of like you waffle might not fries, know. but it's like it's just a <laughs> yeah, surface right. area it's just a pasta shape that they've <laughs> stolen for the more effective sauce distribution and holding on to. Listeners, we'd shape. love to hear your thoughts on this. Please comment in. Listeners, I have a really specific relationship to how I eat junk food, and everyone on this call knows about that, but I just want you to know that too. That I have been observed by people who love me eating junk food in a specific way, <laughs> and I just take it as a sign of love. To be known is to be loved, so... I don't even um, want to talk about the Supreme Court. I feel like I'm just going to preface with that now. I don't think that's really worth talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't care. Listen, yeah. Listen, I, think, I think we should just say, hey, we released an episode like a, we made it, made it like a month ago. It was about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Like that's, that's over with. That's and amazing <laughs> Then we had the best of intentions <laughs> and, um, and then we're in the middle of a freaking world pandemic and everything is scary and tough. We do have another episode for our super fans, but we're not going to release it in between this because we didn't get it ready, and so this is our election day episode. Just okay. yeah. release it and release it. We'll release it in four years um, when it's be bonus content for during the 2024 we'll election. Just, like, whoever the opponent is, in. we'll stamp in a different name for Trump. Oh, Lord. The Macy's downtown boarded up everything earlier this week, and um, that was like they were like the first people to do it, and that already upset me. But then, what really pissed me off like, I was, I mean, Julie, you know, I was peeved when I was talking to you about it was um, they put up a, a signs all over that were like our holiday elves are working their magic, you'll get the holiday display soon. Please mind our appearance while we put up the holiday display. As, as if, if they do that every year. <laughs> as if they don't just put up a curtain. <laughs> oh my god. It was, it just, it felt, it, it was very dishonest. And it really upset me. Yeah. That they're like, ah oh, yes, this normal year in which we normally put up giant sheets of plywood <laughs> sticking four feet out into the street to prepare for like our little mannequins like sledding. Oh my gosh. Because no one else is doing that. All the other things are also boarded up, but no one else is like pretending like it's for something else. Mm. So that upset me a lot. I also feel like similarly with like the Breonna Taylor verdict, the fact that everything is boarded up should be an yeah. indication of like what we, of like what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to mm. happen. Yeah. I, well, it's an indication of what the state. I'm not sure Chicago. Happen. I'm not sure downtown Chicago. Like, well, what do you mean? Like, nationally, is going to happen, or what's going to happen in Chicago? I mean, I You're think just it means about that in Chicago, I, right? I think it means that they're anticipating that the results of the election will not be one that people are happy with, right? I, yeah. Which, I don't yeah. mean the results of the election will either be like. Trump winning legitimately, Trump winning illegitimately, or Trump attempting a coup. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I like approached today. Like I was like, some people are like, oh, I'm taking the night off. Just watch the stuff. And I was like, that's dumb. Don't do that. Like, we're not going to know the election. And now I feel like <laughs> I woke up this morning. And I was like, are you guys taking this seriously? <laughs> like, we don't know what's going to happen at the end of this. Even if Biden wins, we don't know if we're going to be okay. Like, we're certainly going to be, Dan and I are going to be okay in our house. But, like, are other people in the country going to be okay? Are people going to be killed because they're trying I, to vote? Yeah. Like, we don't know I can't if we're going to be okay. <laughs> Like the one, the one claim to fame this country, like maybe the only like good thing about this country is its uh, claim of peaceful transition of power. And I can't believe we're at the point where we don't know if that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We have no idea. I think there should have been more public talk about what to do in the scenario that he's just like stand back, stand by. Like why wouldn't he resources? Yeah, I mean, I I know like groups that have done that. Of course, <laughs> I was just doing a de-escalation training uh, to, like an hour ago. But just because I've done that doesn't mean I feel like yeah. that stuff needs to be done on a larger scale mm-hmm. for it to be really effective, right? Agreed. Because like, I mean, yeah, I don't think I don't think a lot of that information is getting distributed, and it is getting distributed to people that wouldn't otherwise have access to that information. Or like that wouldn't otherwise know what to do. Yeah. I feel like I feel like, like there needed to be the more assurance at like the national level. Like military leaders needed to say, like, whatever yeah. the outcome of the yeah. elections are, yeah. whatever the electoral college says, that's what we're going to uphold yeah. and we will yeah. do that no matter what. Right. Like there needed mm-hmm. to be that national yeah. reassurance, which there wasn't. When they asked it in the debate, it should have been like, Oh, well, I've noticed that you said that you aren't going to accept this. National public here's what would happen in that scenario. You know, like, those reporters who are, like, doing the, the Donald debate. Donald Trump, regardless of like, your opinions. Based on your answer, I will now tell the public that in the event of a president not accepting an election, here's how the military would handle it. That, you know, like, I feel like that could have been a public service that's, announcement. I think Why the, ask that question if you're not going to give a response? I think that's the thing. Like, that's the reason that some people are distributing misinformation from, and others, like, the mainstream media isn't is because they have to, you know, stay neutral in order to be, like, respected by everybody and in order to, like, get their ads on their network. Like, I feel like it would, it, it could be interpreted as violating neutrality and, like, villainizing Trump, even though you're just saying what he would do. I don't oh, know. No, I think that political punditry is all about guessing, even though everybody's like, I'm not in the, not in the prediction business anymore, but let's go through this poll. <laughs> I've then... told Dan so many times this week, I was so mad at Every time anyone said that, I was like, shut up, then don't talk about the poll if you're not in the prediction business. Polls are actually very <laughs> accurate many times. So, like, just either accept the poll or don't say anything about the poll. But I just listened to this daily episode where the entire episode was about how to prepare for watching the election results. And mm-hmm. they gave all these scenarios. And one of the scenarios they gave is that there's an electoral college tie, which is not going to happen. Like, that, that's so far out of the lens and Trump doesn't accept the election and doesn't like they didn't offer that as a scenario and they were like like the whole point of the episode was to be like we're giving you this whole menu of scenarios so that you can understand what your election day is going to be like 
and they didn't offer that as a an so I feel like that wouldn't have been misguided mm-hmm. to offer that as an as an option it was literally the story they were reporting on and they didn't do it didn't didn't an electoral college tie happen once because like they didn't differentiate on the ticket between the vice president and the president it's not like a tie is not a likely outcome Mm -hmm. in 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 all of the outcomes like the but Trump likely. declaring victory illegitimately is yeah. a very likely outcome. That's a, that's a very likely outcome. It's like literally what he said he was going to do. Yeah, like, I mean, maybe he's a chicken, but maybe he would just been, they had all the information in the world that they could have used that as, I think, a very legitimate part of that news story. If you're going to spend 20 minutes talking about what could happen this week for the election, why not say that? New York Times. Yeah. I mean, I think I've had multiple friends now, like, actually call me and be like, hey, do you think that anything's going to happen? And I'm always like, yes. Like, I think you have to be, I don't know. I think, I think there's going to be like, a presidential election. Like, I think there's a level of, I, I don't think American exceptionalism is quite the right word, but sort of like, even though the U.S. has, like, backed multiple coups in other countries and, like, has shown that this is something we're capable of doing and that we don't actually care that much about defending against fascism when it comes down to it. Like, mm-hmm. then people are still like, oh, but it wouldn't happen here. When it's like, okay, but we've, we've done that to lots of other people, so I don't know why it wouldn't happen here. Yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's hard. It's better for us to just rely on him being like a wimp and not actually wanting to be in power. That, I think that's, that's more reliable than us say- saying like, oh, it can't happen to us. Like, we're immune from any corruption. We're immune from anything happening. Yeah. No way. I feel like he's backed into a corner such that if he doesn't win the presidency, he knows that like a lot is going to come at him all at once. Like jail, all of the people demanding that he pay back all of his debts. Um every allegation against him he can't settle all of them because he doesn't have any money um Mm -hmm. him not winning the presidency is more than him not winning the presidency it's him like uh facing repercussions for all of his actions which he cannot do so his only outlet is to just stage a coup in the american political arena so that he can't ever be touched by things. Another thing what he else? could do is just be like, I'm not leaving, but then stay until January and then leave. You know, like he can say things that ultimately he will leave, but he will cause other people to be violent towards people. You know, like I feel like most of the harm, my prediction, <laughs> not in the prediction business, is that he'll be like, oh, I'm not <laughs> conceding. And then he'll, he'll like, you know, uh, walk that out for a couple weeks. Eventually, when we look at it in five years, we'll see that he did end up leaving, but the result of his words and his encouragement of other people will lead him to, will lead other people to be violent on his behalf, and the, the harm caused will come from other people because he just, like, stuck around and said stupid things, even though he'll end up not following through with them. That's what I think is going to happen. If Biden wins. Yeah. 
I hear that. I don't think he's actually like in January going to like not leave the White House because there's too many people who will stop that, I think. Would he would but he step down and let leave Pence the White House him? and still hurt people? I don't know. He'd have to get so many people to help him in January. <laughs> People can still die from whatever he says tomorrow, is what I'm trying to say. And still mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. harm to people for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Even if Biden ends up being, um, like, inaugurated in January and we, like, figure it out by then, Trump can still do a lot of harm in the meantime. I, I don't know if we want to talk about or if people feel comfortable sharing, like, the actions that we ended up taking in terms of with regard to voting. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. oh yeah. Like a month. <laughs> like so Imagine if ago. we hadn't said that. I know. <laughs> That's a good thing. Just like end the podcast and no one and, and no one I've been waiting to confess. <laughs> yeah, and then we never told you. Goodbye. Did we I mean, vote for very Biden? like Sopranos ending, but like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. No, literally like two, like, <laughs> The week I voted, Ari came and like dropped a plan at my house, or like maybe the week and after. We were like, and, and, and they we were like, "We're not going to talk about it." We're like, "We're not going to talk about our votes." <laughs> we've just been Wait, having, and, and we what? are like best friends, and we have not told each other who we voted for because we want to do it here. Oh. <laughs> oh my that's gosh! Why, wow. I think that's what why we were honor. like, we need to record. Oh we need to record. Honored. <laughs> I thank you for doing that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Commitment. Commitment to the crop. I didn't tell Dan who I voted for. Just kidding. We voted I together. I, I filled out your ballot. Just kidding. I was lying. Oh. No, I did not do that. I didn't do that. <laughs> Please that was a joke. For legal reasons, that was a joke. No. Oh, let me tell you about these California things. They are mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Some of the ballot measures, they're like, what was that joke that I saw on Twitter, Dan? <laughs> Like some of the ballot measures are like, should corporations be legally allowed to kill people? People over the age of 25 who have owned their house for 25 years and not paid taxes on it since then. Yes or no? (laughs) What if they do it in a funny way? (laughs) They just sound like they, or, or they're like, one of them was, we like actually got it wrong, Dan, until like you had one. Well, thing, and then I found the Democratic Socialist Voter Guide, and I, which said something mixed. different than what you said, so we changed our vote. It was a it was a mixed thing. It was like the I don't know the uh, Bay Area progressives said one thing, the Socialist Party said another thing. Yeah. Um. Either way, it was like we went uh, with the socialists. We went yeah we went with the socialists. I don't remember what the ballot. It's not that interesting. It's we like can rich people have more than one house and then like move to the other house so they pay less taxes. Yeah, it just has so much to do with like their children and taxes. Yeah. Do their children have to pay taxes if they don't live there? And it was phrased in a very confusing way. And it was also not a new thing. It was changing a thing that already exists. So it's not interesting. That's as much detail as I want to talk about that one okay well who wants to go first abby you should go first because you never want to (laughs) then you don't have to follow me 
I don't Rocky really influence what you're about to say, though, but I do feel, like, really strongly about what I did. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's pretty obvious that I decided to vote for Joseph Biden, and I, when I did it, I actually, after <clears throat> this is not what we have said, like, repeatedly, we've been, like, feel gross about it and stuff, and I, like, have said that, but I actually feel really good about my individual decision again not affecting anyone else not telling anyone else what to do this is all just us reporting back I'm not at, at no in no way can I affect anyone's vote <laughs> um anytime we're releasing this uh but I feel like very for the amount of people so I did it like two weeks ago we like we have a, a box on on our church property where we live and we went over and did it so it's been a while and I feel really sure of what I did (laughs) and um I felt super complicated about that this whole time but part of the reason why I felt really I think I'm just gonna say sure of not like good or like proud or excited but I felt very sure of what I did was based on all of these conversations that we had with each other and I'm so grateful for this long long discussion <laughs> and it's so it's so long and it's so detailed and it's so based on love and trust and it's not just one episode at a time but it's been like hours of us talking with each other and I also feel really okay about other people doing other things and yeah I just felt very sure about it and I have no regret which I was really worried going into it that I was thinking if I just go my like regular way of going of voting where I do vote maybe I'll regret it maybe I'll think that was like I don't know I'll feel conflict you know all of the words we've ever all ever said (laughs) and I am glad that I said those words before but right now like sitting here right now with Vincent on me feel very sure about what I did Vincent is a cat if you don't know Vincent is our cat, then just get out of this podcast. <laughs> hey, coworker. With Vincent, this person sitting on me. <laughs> so that's um, that's me, friends. And that was a huge like. That's thanks to all of you. I couldn't have been. I feel very um, blessed. <laughs> Ew, I hate that word. So, uh, gross. I feel very grateful. No, no. No, for and feeling, know, for me know, feeling I like I, I did so much work to get to this point and I'm, yeah, I don't want to come up with any other words than sure. Like, I don't want to say it was the mm-hmm. right decision. There's just so many words I don't want to say. I just want to yeah. say, I feel really, yeah. what would have been bad is for me to be like, oh, I don't know if I did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm really sure of what I did. And that was a, a great gift that I think you all gave to me because I don't know if I would have felt that. I certainly didn't feel that way when I voted for Hillary I'll tell you did not feel like I am sure that I should have done that me Addie done that <laughs> so mm-hmm. thank you friends um just to add like a little thing to that um I voted the same way as Addie um and I mean there's no protest vote option one of the people on that ballot is going to win it um so like we've talked about this essentially in this podcast so um, that lends lends to the to the sure surety assuredness of our voting, um, and then we didn't vote for everybody on the ballot, like all down ballot. Oh yeah, there was a judge yeah. that we yeah. specifically didn't vote for because he's just like um, 
his claim to fame is just like being super tight with cops and that's not like what we want in a judge so it's not not that we just voted for everybody on on the ballot thinking well this is just what we have to do um we did go through each one and say like we are voting for somebody or not voting for somebody intentionally what's the phrase when you vote like all democrats i thought that meant voting down ballot mm -hmm. but i think i used the phrase wrong what what am I trying to say? Uh, straight straight ticket. Straight ticket. I never, ticket. I never vote straight party ticket. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, mm. <laughs> I didn't mean. I to almost say voted for a Republican for an office, but Julia, and I didn't. Well, I was trying to like not be like just because they're Democrats, I'll vote for them. So I like looked into this Republican very seriously, and then I was like, mm. wow. <laughs> I was really trying. I voted a few Greens for Water Reclamation District too. Yeah, there's always good Green parties in Chicago. There were no Green Party candidates on our ballot. That's really their, that's, that's the only office where it's like Green could really get it is Water Reclamation District. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> but the Democratic candidates, like, all have a lot of endorsements and stuff, so they might make it. Yeah. Endorsements mm. are powerful. Are so that's Abby You want me to go? No, I can go. It's okay. I can't believe you made us go first. <laughs> I'm nervous. Um, I'm a little nervous to follow Ari. Oh, I mean, if you, okay. Um, I did not vote for Joe Biden. Um, yeah. I voted for Gloria Lariva, um, who's the Party for Socialism and Liberation candidate, the Pumpkin Spice Latte Party. Um, <laughs> Never heard of her. Was she on our ballot, or did you write her in? No, she's on the ballot. She's on the ballot. Um, mm. I don't remember. I mean, I the party. I remember the Green Party one. Most, m at least in terms of platform, most closely aligns with my values, and voting that way also didn't mean that I was voting for a white man, which I don't mean in like in a way of tokenizing, but like, you know, that is also something that is important to me. Um, and ultimately, honestly, the most important thing, like, I feel strong about what I did because I am voting for someone that isn't an abuser. And like, I feel like I'm, I don't mean that in a way of like shaming people, like, or shaming either of you, but like, I think I've been thinking a lot about like, I'm allowed to set lines for like, when people cross those lines that I don't support them even mm -hmm. if I know they're ultimately going to get that power anyway. Yeah, um, for sure. And, like, I don't know. I was just thinking about it, and I was like, I really don't think that there's any way that I could vote for, for an abuser and, like, walk away and not feel, like, absolutely, like, crushed and, like, disappointed in myself. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that I feel like, like, I don't feel happy. Um, but I feel... I don't know. I feel like I made a decision that I can like, that I can like live with and feel like I, not to be like, I tried my best because like, I don't know, you don't get points for trying your best. Um, but I did the thing that like feels most like secure in like my yeah. like heart. Mm -hmm. I love it. You feel sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I, I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the word I would use. I would say I feel like secure in my values. I don't feel like I compromised myself 
with how I vote. Maybe something we haven't talked about is just like how voting, how who we vote for is tied to our mental health. And like, if it would cause you ongoing consternation to like vote in a certain way, then that's something you can, you should consider. Maybe we've like hinted yeah. at it, but I don't know if we've ever like explicitly named it. Because I kept sort of visualizing it, and I was like, if I whether if I vote for him, whether or not he wins, I'll feel so awful. Yeah. I just I don't know. I like couldn't even like fully wrap my head around how awful I I, I like was sort of anticipating like that decision doing for me. So I don't know. I feel solid. I'd also say like. You're not in a swing state. You're not in a battleground yeah, state. You yeah. know your vote isn't going to like change the way Illinois goes. And I know we like I've tried to avoid saying it as much as I could. Like that, you know, voting. I don't. I, I wouldn't. I would of course not say that voting doesn't matter. Voting does matter. I think On a local is. level, it certainly does. Right. In the sense of like, I also voted for like voted yes and no on specific judges that I feel really strongly should or shouldn't be in office. And I, you know, voted for, like, down the ballot for all kinds of positions that I think can, I mean, especially, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to, like, bring up the harm reduction thing again, because I expressed that before, but in terms of, like, being able to enact immediate change within a smaller community, like, they, those positions can do that and are important for that reason. So, like, I feel like in that sense, I like my vote does make a difference. But I think also the fact that I'm not in a swing state, it was sort of also this thing of kind of like, whatever I choose to do, I'm doing it, like in terms of a presidency, I'm doing it for me, I'm not doing it for anyone else, because it is not going to affect any sort of outcome. Mm -hmm. I didn't, this is what I want to follow Ari. Um, I did vote for Joe Biden. And I it feels like 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 confessional on like a reality TV show. Um, <laughs> you should try going yeah. first. <laughs> Ari, I'm like I, I voted for Joe Biden, and Ari's like an abuser. Yeah. Biden. <laughs> I it's so interesting to go back and listen to those episodes and like how emotional I was about that because now I'm kind of just like episode, it's so good. Oh, <laughs> so now good. I'm 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 just like I I can't like I can't allow myself to feel those things right now. Um, when I, like, I feel also pretty solid about it. I don't feel good about it, but I feel like, um, I make a lot of choices. Like, how do I want to feel about being the person who made this choice? Like, how do I want to feel like having applied to this school? How do I want to feel having done this Mm -hmm. or having done that? And that was, this was the thing. I, I was just thinking, how would I feel on election night, um, Mm -hmm. if I had not voted for Biden? And yeah. I think I would be feeling really insecure and feeling like, what if I didn't like contribute to what he needed to win? And um, so right now I don't feel like I feel relatively at ease um, knowing that things are going to be really tumultuous moving forward. But in this moment, I'm like, I'm not worried about like if I contributed to like something positive or if I contributed to something being um neg- like to to more uncertainty mm-hmm. I feel like I I contributed t- towards the thing that I want to see happen 
um, in like the best case scenario coming out of this. Mm-hmm. But um, I think having this conversation um, really changed my perspective on like ask like telling other people to vote because mm-hmm. I yes I, yeah I definitely told other people. I mean, I like did get out the vote stuff, but mainly for like fair tax. Like I was like, vote. I didn't say vote for president. I just said like vote like for like fair tax or like something or judges. Like vote for the things that like could actually have a positive impact. I never told anyone they need to vote for the presidency, and mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of rhetoric around that. And like, I don't know if I would have questioned it before, um, but mm-hmm. like very early on, like in the summer, I like when we were talking about this, I was like, I'm not gonna tell people to vote for the presidency. Like, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. do that. So that's like one of the impacts that's had there. But I definitely, if I had just voted for Joe Biden and like not had these conversations, I would feel really different um, mm-hmm. again. And not that these conversations are validating my choice, but um, I just like, honestly, on a fundamental level, I think I think like it's really, really challenging to feel like how we're gonna move forward like as a country. like because we have such different ideas of what reality is and like how we got here and what we need to do to move forward or like time isn't linear or whatever, but um, how we got here and like how to make things better. Mm -hmm. And we do not like, we have completely different understandings of like what is reality, (laughs) how how the world works. Um, And I don't know how we're gonna reconcile that. And I feel like Joe Biden is operating with a worldview that is mostly in alignment with mine around what the issues are and what approaches might help make things better. Um, we do not agree on everything. I'm way more, I want way more radical action than he does. I know he's in the pocket of corporations, get all that. Um, obviously, Trump's worldview and mine do not align at all. Like we live in completely different understandings of how things work um and i feel like like biden and i actually have some shared understandings and so that felt like it actually felt better to vote for him than i like i didn't feel as terrible about it as i would have thought yeah because i was like actually we like we're operating on like the same level of reality and so then we can like you know, he's not going to be our savior at all, but I never said he was going to be. So yeah, that's kind of this where I'm at. I, I voted like three weeks ago and I still feel like, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I regret that. Um, and I tried to fire a lot of judges. So that was a little cathartic. <laughs> that always oh, feels you're good. You're fired. You're fired. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. The judges <laughs> are so great. And I, um, I feel like maybe maybe the name of our show is a misnomer like the 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 voting is like such a small part of this whole process and really it's please don't make me go out and campaign for joe biden please don't make me contact every single friend that i have in pennsylvania because i have no like i'm not hopeful for Joe Biden, I don't want to support. Uh, disagree, Dan. Thing. I've spent like the last week talking to people in Pennsylvania. I think yes, the, the name is obviously that. like we more did than do what that. We did. <laughs> well, we we did reach out to people in Pennsylvania, but I would have much rather have been excited and feeling hopeful and feeling like this is somebody who I really feel inspired by, who will do like really meaningful change, and. 
Well, really, it's just a sense of dread that we approached this night with. It's either Joe Biden, a candidate we don't really like, wins, but would be infinitely better than the alternative, or we go into uh, nonsense, uh, nonsense timeline. Um, Can I say something? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I got, like, my phone died when, right after Ari talked, so I feel like I missed some transition between Ari and Julia, which maybe I, I miss. Oh my gosh, look at this battery. It's the smallest battery I've ever seen. So tiny. It's for our little lights outside. Um, so I just want to say that I kind of missed that, but I want to say my analogy I told Dan sometimes we talk about stuff and I'm like let's say that for the pod and so I was like Dan I've got a good analogy that describes what I feel about how I voted <laughs> and then I told it to him and he was like is that an analogy <laughs> it's not an analogy um but this is the thing I was thinking about why I feel I'm still not sure about the word that I am saying but I'm gonna say sure <laughs> about my decision um is that about two weeks ago I decided that voting is really about deciding to do something with a collective it's not like everyone's like it's an individual right it's your right it's your voice and truly like it's not like it depends on what state you're in it depends on you know who what the voting block is around you and more mm -hmm. so it is about joining in a, on a collective so I think one way that I've felt a little bit more sure about my vote was to be like I decided after like so much thought and so much intention and so much care with my friends talking about this um, to join this group of people that I do not agree with all the time and that I don't actually I definitely don't like the person in the front <laughs> but that I feel like I feel like this is what I want to do right now is join this collective and I've always done that. I've always looked at voter guides. I've always followed things like girl, our guest, girl, I guess. I've always followed certain like, um, like Lambda Legal for the judges. I've always fo followed voter guides and communities to advise me. This year, because we're new to California, I followed the Democratic Socialists, which is um, how we found Dan was following the Progressives one. And that's why we changed our vote in one of them. Um, and it's odd that the Democratic Socialists didn't recommend the Democratic Socialists for president. <laughs> But, um, but I've always done that. I've always like looked to other communities to be like, I'm gonna walk with you. I'm gonna join that parade. And so that made me feel less like I was voting for one very flawed person and more like I was joining in on what a group of other people were doing because I believed that that was something I would feel sure about and not like what Julia was talking about. Like, however you phrased it, Julia, <laughs> like you, we're uneasy on election night. I but like I, I want to know more from Ari. Oh, okay. I, I missed the transition between Ari and Julia. <laughs> I think I said, well, I think we were, we were trying to stay away from the, from saying that voting doesn't matter because voting does matter, right? In the sense, like, and, and I know that, especially by voting down ballot, I voted for a lot of positions that like can actually affect r relatively like rapid change relative being the term there um like within a smaller area and like i know that that's a thing that can happen so in that sense i know that it's not like i don't think voting is ever like a wasted vote i think people who say that i don't think there's such a thing it's like a wasted vote 
Um, yeah. But I also, I think I sort of, the reason I feel more sure in my decision is because I didn't go with a collective. And like, because I decided to vote based on like, what I felt like that in a way that would, wouldn't feel like I was, I don't know. Um, so yeah, why I did you vote? I missed that from, I, I'm honestly surprised that you voted. Yeah, <laughs> for president. I voted well, I voted, um, sorry, actually, uh, it's just a reminder to do my tea shot tonight. So I have to do that in a bit. Um, I, uh, I'm not, I'm glad I've, I, I mean, I would have voted for, for against like judges and water reclamation and all those other um, mm -hmm. local positions either way, right? I mean, that's, because I think that that's much more in line with like ways that I think, like in terms of, I mean, I, I, like when you talk about accountability, right? The ability to actually get people out of those positions, right? It's much easier um, and it can actually affect like immediate change in your community or, or faster change in your community um, with those smaller positions. So I, I would have voted down ballot either way. I think the real question for me is whether or not I was going to vote for a presidency. And then ultimately the reason I decided to do that was because I'm white. Mm -hmm. Like ultimately my, you know, white people invented this like shitty system that is intended to only benefit them and the electoral college that means it's not a democracy and um i i felt when i was sort of reflecting i mean a lot of this is sort of me thinking about what's most in line with my own values i was sort of thinking if i don't vote for a president that feels like i'm trying to like opt out of my own whiteness um so how okay i i'm I feel really good knowing that Gloria Lariva had your vote. Like, I don't know. And I also feel really good about, like, I feel not uneasy about what I did and how it's going Can you tell me more about that person? Because I've never heard of them. I wanted, Gloria I had so many follow-up questions that now it's like all out of order, but I wanted to say more, ask more questions about every, after every person went. <laughs> I want to know about yeah, this person so and why, why is she democratic socialist? Yes. Is that what you said? Um, or, yeah, she's socialist. Um, she's just socialist. Yeah. Party for socialism and liberation. Um, oh, party for socialism and liberation. That's party. Um, yeah. Um, their 10 point program, like, you know, is it, I think, uh, again, also with the idea of like, I think I've decided in general that like I base a lot of the ways that I act off of like, my values and like whether or not those things are like practical which is like a lot of quotes because i think something being like realistic or practical that has like a lot of baggage to it um but in terms of a platform even though i think people will call um the party for socialism and liberations platform like unrealistic it was the one that most closely aligned with my values I wish um, we would have talked about other candidates. We could meet again in four years and talk about it. Then. <laughs> um, the only one of the Green Party candidates. I have the, I have the website Kanye. pulled up. I can read it. Um, the ten point. They have a ten point program, which you know, I we love something 
that's like concise. We love the um, 10 key values of the Green Party for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, they're actually quite similar. Um, one, make human needs guaranteed rights. Two, combat the climate crisis. Three, end racism and police brutality. Four, full rights for immigrants. Five, shut down all US military bases. Six, honor native treaties. Free Leonard uh, Peltier. Um, seven, full LGBTQ rights. Eight, women's equality. Nine, defend our unions. 10, seize the wealth. Jail Wall Street crooks. Um, I don't agree with every element of it, right? Um, but mm -hmm. it was the one that I felt like fit closest. Um, yeah, and I feel, I don't feel like my vote was wasted. Good. And also like, I don't know, with the thing of like, Biden needs to win by a landslide. I think part of what I was thinking about it and like thinking about the outcome in my head, where I was like, what happens if, if I vote for Biden and he loses, then it's like, it doesn't matter, right? And if I, but if I vote for Biden and he wins, I'm not gonna feel good about that. I'm not gonna feel good that I was like a part of that. I don't wanna be part of his landslide victory. Like I truly don't wanna be a part of that. Um, and I know people are, some people are gonna say like, oh, that's like a, a privileged thing to like wanna essentially opt out of like feeling like you're, I don't know, not like getting your hands dirty or something or whatever that means. But like mm -hmm. he doesn't, Joe Biden doesn't really want, like, I don't think Joe Biden wants my support as, like, me as an individual. I don't think he, I think he and I are way too far apart for him to actually want my, like, he doesn't really, like, want to listen to me. And I don't really want to be a part of his landslide victory. Mm. I think for me, part of it's also just knowing a lot of people who can't vote like a lot yeah. of the people I know who can't vote would want to vote for Biden so that's another thing that made me more comfortable being part of his like the people who voted for him was mm -hmm. knowing a lot of people who don't have the right to vote and if they could would vote for Biden I feel like I can kind of be re representative of those people as well um mm -hmm. like because I also yes <laughs> like I like i we brad and i have very different approaches to what we think needs to be done um and like the scale of what needs to be done and also yeah that's kind of another way that i feel like i can kind of rationalize it i guess um i was even just thinking about the voting power in my household like we have seven voters in my mm -hmm. household that's a lot mm -hmm. and we also mm -hmm. have five people who cannot vote in this country Mm -hmm. their immigration status or because my sister she's underage so mm -hmm. it was kind of cool because I'm like we all voted and like I was mm -hmm. like wow like look at all this power and then I was also mm -hmm. thinking about look at all people who didn't get a chance to vote but like we're all watching the election kind of the same uh, I mean the Turkish people I live with are like I can't believe this is happening again they like escaped mm -hmm. a country that, where this happened and now it's happening again in the new country that they're in. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was another factor that I considered. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I mean, I really, I hear you, Ari. Um, yeah, I'm like, 
honestly, I wish I would have written down because I like can't believe that you voted for the president. I wish that we would have all put bets on it, Ari, because I was like for sure that you weren't going to vote, and I was like I'm okay with it. And now I'm just trying there. to Might as just well. trying to like absorb the new reality. <laughs> Dan, what you know how like you? you haven't said anything about what kids? We couldn't leave you a test question blank. Wait, what um, Julia? That Ari and I are academics and our kids. We can't leave a test question blank. It feels like no, a test. No, I was it like, like I have been, I, swear, I, mean, Ari, I don't know. I don't think you realize how much you have like expanded my mind this whole time because I grew, I'm from Pennsylvania. Like I'm from, it's not, I'm not like landslide for Biden. What are you even talking about? Like the people, my sister lives in West Virginia. She's like, they, they called it for Trump within five minutes of the polls closing. Like we don't know <laughs> Democrats from where I grew up. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, aren't we the five people who are Democrats? Like, I don't know. I am. I, it's just so far from my experience that I have had such a, um, I'm so grateful to hear your uh, perspective because it's so different from from my perspective it's just like like we finally got dan's friend pat who was the guy who's like the mechanic who's like i don't care mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't care i don't care about other people <laughs> i work with racists i don't care i don't care this. that's what he said yeah and we finally like engaged with him <laughs> this week so i just um it's so far that I, I feel like you got me so far, Ari, where I was like, it's okay because Ari is going to not vote for president. It's okay. <laughs> that was a huge I, deal I hope for you me. Don't, I, mean, I hope you don't feel like I've, like, pushed you back. No, no I'm, just, I, I'm just absorbing that that you didn't go that way, and now I'm, I have to absorb the other person. I don't even know who this person is. <laughs> How could I not know who this person is? <laughs> I mean, to, to, to commiserate with, with the youth here, um, like I have always been a voter in, in a ridiculously blue state where it is called within like it's essentially called before the state opens for polling. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the state is known. Um, I can't believe yeah. that I never registered in Pennsylvania. Don't know why I didn't do that. That is something I should have done. Yeah. Um, but it was easier to just vote by mail in Washington because how many can we do a little test really quickly to see how many calls have you received calls or texts in the last 48 hours by oh my Lord. call people because I'm oh. still registered in Pennsylvania so I'm getting I'm calls for Liz because I must have donated to something at some point I'm getting them from me and I'm also getting them from Paul who is my father I get I them don't from know my mom I too. I get them from I my mom. I don't know why, but I hate Okay, it. I just caught I just counted 18 calls in the last 48 hours and then oh, one two. Some of those may have been me. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> oh my god, I was so I found my prepare tax on two, Sunday two, and it was like actually great because we we called seven, people who we thought would be supportive two, just to get them out. And so like it was a lot of like really positive interactions. And then today was everyone was like, I already voted and it's none of your business. I was like, okay. Yeah. Thirty six. Thirty seven. I have I'm just gonna stop now. I have thirty seven different numbers, not even in the same number. I hate that because of Pennsylvania. Because I can't freaking can't text really. like I can't text back and tell them all to stop like some of them will be like you can text stop to unsubscribe i never oh, subscribe that they're like i'm judy are you gonna vote for trump <laughs> I'm like leave me alone 
yeah <laughs> but like i'm fun. i'm targeted so much because i have previously voted in pennsylvania mm-hmm. it's a wild place i'm getting texts and calls from washington california illinois and pennsylvania not as I've many from pennsylvania as from illinois I haven't done anything from like Illinois, bi- which I was a voter in Illinois. I was a voter in Illinois for longer than Pennsylvania, but they don't care. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, they put all their energy towards these swing states. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just have a different understanding of, like, what <laughs> – anyways, I'm trying to say, Ari, that you expanded my mind, and that's it. Um, <laughs> I think that we should – if you live in a state where – your vote ultimately vote for president ultimately is kind of like meaningless not meaningless but like not not going to change an outcome not super meaningful um (laughs) like i think it should be treated kind of like a personality test we should only highlight the positives (laughs) we should really try to avoid the negative connotations which just like if you're an infp we're going to talk about like positives of being an infp okay are you We're not going to talk about the negatives of voting third party. Like, it's great that you voted third party. Um, we're not going to talk about the negatives of talking of voting for Joe Biden, despite the fact that there are many. We're just going to talk about... I'm really lost in your personality metaphor. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, what does that I'm have to do like with... Something an INFP would say. <laughs> well, hey, I am not... You're, like, not judging. I just threw out a random... <laughs> A Not random, obviously so terrible. I'm an INFJ. <gasps> wow. Julia, are you the only E in here? Wait, actually, I'm not anymore. I'm introverted now. Oh. The pandemic does it to us. <laughs> I know. I was the I've same for a very nice. long time. Are you a four on the Enneagram? No, we, you, we, you made me take the Enneagram, and I was a two, and then you were like, I oh, you're like the Enneagram. most two person I've ever met. <laughs> my mom is really I want to add one thing real quick before because I also think in the matter of like talking about this being an individual thing sorry I'm going to like get on my soapbox for like one more second I I don't know that I'm going to say with confidence that I will vote for every like in every presidential election Um, I keep going back and forth on it whether I show in the future I think part of the reason that I'm doing it right now is because I'm thinking about individually like I said earlier the thing of like I think I am at a place right now where I'm trying to be really conscious of like when my work at social justice and things becomes me like distancing myself from whiteness and like when I'm trying to like be like a good white person or something like that. And I think it's because I'm sort of, but I don't want to say, I don't want to say struggling with that because that feels like not the right word but like because that's something that's like very that I feel like is very present and like something I'm really trying to like tackle at this moment like Mm -hmm. opting out of voting for president would have been me distancing myself from my whiteness I don't I'm not going to say with certainty that that like will always and forever be the case and I think that's just maybe Mm going to require like you know maybe doing like 16 hours of introspection with my friends in four more years but like um yeah yeah, so it's also not necessarily like prescriptive for yeah. everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear it. I still think I if you're right, it's great. important to vote, though. I feel great about you all. Wait, I, Julia, yeah. what was your what was your enneagram? 
Um, so, okay. So Are you Karen, one? Karen let, <laughs> Karen led our training and she was like, if you are like, you have not moved out of the house, you've not paid your own bills, you've not like been able to make your own decisions all the way, your parents have a lot of influence over you still. So this should be an advisory thing. Like, she was very clear that like, if you are like under your, like if you are not like independent living on your own, then you should probably not be taking it too seriously. Then you have no personality. I don't get it. No, 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 no. What she's saying is like, you should be like your your like gut personality thing that like is like the basis of like the Enneagram situation mm-hmm. should be like kind of like after you became kind of independent was able to make your own decisions about like everything but before you started to do like a ton of like self-work and but, like self-reflection and so like your mid-20s is like where she but the like, Enneagram is supposed to be a response to how you were raised and 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 a response to how you dealt with stress as a yeah. child. I'm not sure the I mean, Enneagram the is that, a reflection of like my parents though. Right because it's not necessarily all it's not like your parents. It's supposed to be a reflection it. of like how it's how you were nurtured. It's so like if you were nurtured in a way that you had to develop like I'm a, I'll just talk about myself. So like I'm a four and I had to I have like melancholia <laughs> so I'm like I, I had like experiences of trauma that led me to need to be super creative and to like find beautiful things in the midst of suffering but also I have like deep uh traumatic experiences that I return to and so I will like go into dark spaces but also make not dark spaces like spaces of despair but also make be creative while I'm there <laughs> and that's my coping mechanism. And okay. it's a it's a reaction to my childhood. Yeah, That's I get that. I just don't. I just like. I feel like it's much. I I feel more comfortable saying that my enneagram type is because is a response to trauma and not like a result of how you were raised. I feel like this. No, it's not how you were raised. It's how you dealt with <laughs> stress in your family. Because like, I definitely like, feel like that. me being a two is like one thousand percent just like this is how I've dealt with trauma. That's, Julia's like, I have learned a sense of right and wrong, believe, and so I am a one. I can't believe the, <laughs> the phrase, like, I don't know what's going on, entered into your into your description of me. Like, I would say, I always know what's going on. I, don't know. <laughs> I know exactly what's going on. I'm an observer. Um, yeah, no, like, I don't know. The, Karen just kind of, like, explained it very deeply, and, like, because we did as a community, and so it's really interesting to hear the way that you're explaining it, because it's, like, I mean, obviously it's the same thing, um and your your focus is on different parts of it but like the way that she was saying that like um you know until I'm like making my own like financial decisions and like deciding like like for example I have not been able to really have full like I don't know what kind of decisions I would make about like dating if I wasn't living with my parents like there's certain decisions I cannot make there's certain things that are not accessible to me and so like that but I might that might be like as an adult the way that I like gut respond to those kinds of situations might be different mm-hmm. from the way that I've had to respond now and mm-hmm. so like when you're a- answering the questions about like what you do in different situations then that could influence that but um I feel very much like the one fit so I picked yeah, it before you even say, said it so you're yeah, obviously you, you knew <laughs> Addie you're good at like picking people's enneagrams <laughs> but honestly the enneagram has been helpful because now when I like I don't know I've been trying to do a lot of like shadow work the last like couple of months and it's like really fucking hard and I really Mm -hmm. don't like I don't think it's supposed to be a thing that you enjoy doing but also I Mm -hmm. it's important and I'm getting a lot about it and I also don't enjoy doing it but 
also my Enneagram is super helpful because like I keep coming back to things and it keeps being like, oh, and then you tried to respond to this guy. Like, yes. like yeah. everyone around you at your own detriment. Oh, cool. Yes. Great. Yeah. It explains <laughs> so much. Everything mm-hmm. I do, I'm like, it, it makes, makes me feel like a character in a sitcom who like has like a, like a jokey line that like a little like thing plays after it, except for it's like, and then you helped other people at your own, like, and it hurt you in the process. <laughs> like Literally, keep going Julia go ahead go ahead well Dan and I have well mostly Dan because he likes to research as soon as he like affirms that he was a five he's been going online on those all those Instagram accounts they're like if you're this you're here's how you cope with this and he literally will be like okay if a five or as it to me if a four is sad I should go over give her tea and (laughs) and put a cat on her so he like comes over he's like tea cat and I'm like thank you How can I, how can I sit with you? And... He keeps saying it sounds condescending, but it like is like music to my ears, and I know he literally just read it on the internet, and he keeps repeating <laughs> phrases that he just read on the internet. But I'm like, you can't. Thank you for asking. That's an expression of so love good. that I did research to try and help you, it because is, as a five, I'm not in touch with my feelings. I can tell that Meg has been doing a similar thing with love languages because they've texted me. They've started texting when I like tell them things. And so just being like, hey, good job. They'll be like, I'm so proud of you. Like, and they'll like go into detail because they know that I'm like words of affirmation all the way. And it's like, I can so tell that they've been looking up like how to like like, tips when your partner's love languages, words of affirmation or whatever. And it absolutely makes my day because it like, if you were to just read the text through, it would sound, it would look very cheesy, but it's like, it's what I need to hear. It's so great. I, know. I love it. It works so well. I can't oh, connect this research. to my own personal experience. Like, I don't know why you need this internally, but I have read that you do need this. <laughs> I have read you need this. Here it's very like taking a multivitamin. If you're like, apparently this works. <laughs> yeah, and then you see the results. You're like, yeah. yes, it does Oh, work. my skin's clearer. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's cool that it can be useful. My mom is a two. And yeah, I your mom seems like it but too. my mom. I am also a lot like my mom, but I'm just driven a little bit differently because um, I can't remember. That's interesting. I think Julia, I do. I, I think I wing. do actually. I think I do have a two wing. <sighs> yeah, I mean like that makes friends. sense given the conversations that we have. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think I do have a two wing, but um, maybe not. I can't remember. Whatever. Um, but. So I'm very, we're very similar and she'll come home and start complaining about her day and like, cause she's under a lot of stress right now, but she says things that I think all the time. Like she says the exact mm-hmm. words that I think about like my relationship to like what I need to do or like to, to my work or like whatever, kind of ridiculous. Um, but I was going to say something else. She only said that. Oh yeah. But just, I think like for her, she kind of has reflected on like, uh, being raised like as a woman in her family that it had a big impact on being a two because like women mm-hmm. have to help people all the time mm-hmm. and um, I mean she she there were five sisters and two brothers and mm-hmm. on a farm and like the girls like did all the baking and the cooking and like did all the all the housework and everything and like my grandma used to say like I why would we need a dishwasher we have five dishwashers right here like yeah so she was like, I can clearly see how this became a thing. Like, it's it, mm-hmm. it's related to that. Whereas for mm-hmm. me, like, I think that um, 
that helping people but like out of a sense of like justice was more emphasized mm-hmm. than helping people because I'm a girl although I do mm-hmm. wonder sometimes because my parents have two girls so they like didn't treat us that differently if I had a brother like if that if they would have treated mm-hmm. me differently I also think I I was also thinking about this and I was like I don't think I mean I don't think my parents like intentionally like raised me in like a sexist way or anything like that but I do think if you're like afab and therefore like raised and conditioned and especially like mm-hmm. being like raised like as like a girl as in but having like my younger brother and also being like friends with mostly boys for like most of my mm-hmm. life it's mm-hmm. yeah no I think you definitely internalize all that because especially like even if even if your parents aren't teaching you to like help other people I think people are teaching boys Mm-hmm. that they are allowed to like seek out like girls and women for help and like that they should do that and and sort of mm-hmm. like they're teaching the men and boys to play into that system and so then mm-hmm. even if you're not being taught the other end of that it sort of gets pushed on you by the like boys that you're like in contact with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is great this is a bonus episode i feel like <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll, you know, we'll release a christmas episode in. okay but it also feels really good to talk about just like i don't know i love the parts of the of this that are just like us hanging out because i miss i know i I love hanging out with you guys because okay (laughs) i just i like had a really pretty great day like as far as like my my workplace was very conscious about like giving us like self-care time and we got off of work or like we didn't do any actual work today like we literally had self-care sessions and then we like Mm. talked and then we like left and so that was great but um I don't know how I'm gonna work the rest of the week like yeah like going to school tomorrow is yeah and the teacher's still like I don't know reticent about talking about what they can class which is like hard Mm -hmm. like she wants like yeah it's just not it's just not a priority someone i i just did this um like like trying to get police out of churches thing that i'm doing and um wait my, what like the uh, the end call for this defund the police thing is to encourage churches to sign on to say that they will commit to never calling the police as an institution oh, okay like the church okay. the church as an institution okay, will commit to never in the church no, 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 like, so it's, like, I don't really know how to talk about it yet, because it's, like, I'm trying not to say abolish the police to them, because they get so distracted with that, and it's, like, so, they're so far, anyways, whatever, mm-hmm. education is hard, um, so I'm doing this education thing, <laughs> and afterwards, I was talking to my co-facilitator, and she said that, I was, like, how are you doing today, are you, like, stressed out, and she's, like, well, my roommate is very apolitical, and, and asked me how I was doing, and I was, like, obviously, I'm nervous, you know, because it's election day, and her roommate was like, what? I cannot understand the idea of someone being apolitical, like, right now, today. Yeah, I can get it in, I don't, not get it in the sense of, like, oh, I sympathize with that, but get it in the sense of, like, I can recognize this thing that happens in, like, not an election year or, like, in a different yeah. election today, year. But I'm, like, in November 3rd, 2020, A.D. <laughs> the year of our Lord. What? The year of our Lord. Yeah. Oh, my gosh because it's like like the world is centered around like white people feeling safe all the time and like comfortable mm-hmm. all the time then yeah. like white women don't 
I don't want to say like don't have a, like aren't used to the experience of fear because that's not fair but like respond to, to like discomfort saying that it's fear sometimes and then saying that yeah. fear mm-hmm. whether or not it's actual fear or dis or discomfort that they're labeling as being fear is like a valid reason to like potentially endanger someone else and they believe that their fear deserves attention from some mm-hmm. sort of authority figure I think that's it's it's interesting too because I'm like why would I ever call the police like I don't get it but I've also whenever I'm afraid I call my parents because like I Mm -hmm. have only navigated I've only been out in public pretty much as a child like I was out for a bit when I was 18 and then the pandemic hit so like I've only really gone out into the world on my own as a child and so the police were never the first people to call it would be like I call them like if a man is following me I call my mom but um, actually what you're saying is a good that's another thing is like yeah we did pod mapping today which is like a disability justice mm-hmm. exercise and um that's one of the things we said is like you can be in relationship with other people like we would be in relationship as a society with each other differently if we didn't have the police yeah. so exactly what you're saying Julia, is one of the solutions <laughs> to call your parents instead of an authority but figure that's like a point i mean of, i've, like, I've called the police for- exactly one time in my life um because i had a friend who was suicidal and stopped responding to messages and if i had been able to call like anybody else any other emergency service i would have done that but i just called 911 because i didn't know what else to do mm-hmm. and then police mm-hmm. came and they had to take her away despite the fact that she had just like ultimately decided to go to sleep instead of mm-hmm. like she had fallen asleep instead of messaging mm-hmm. back but then there was a whole like series of things that had to happen because I called the police ultimately. And I so wish that I had like had any other resource to have called at that point, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody else. Like I can imagine scenarios where an emergency service is necessary, but I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, I can't, I haven't been in a situation yet where I felt like that was necessary because the police have never been the authority figure for me that was going to address anything in my life, Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's hard, like, I I think I'm also operating with, like, missing kind of a level of understanding of having been in that situation, because, like, Mm -hmm. when when I've been with friends like that, I tell an adult in our life, because... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I know an adult who I can contact who can contact their parents and like mm-hmm. but that's not yeah it's different in the adult world and so I guess what I'm saying is that like I can't I don't have that experience yet um hopefully I won't have it but yeah. like that um for me to say oh I can't imagine calling the police is like just I also have never had to I like had to seek authority or safety outside of like my parents or my friends I have called the police before. Um, I didn't think about this until you said that, Dan. I called the police on my dad before because I was like in the middle of, my sister was like being beat up and I was like 11 years old and I didn't know what to do. So I, my sister was like yelling, call the police and she's like pinned against the wall. And so I called the police and then I, we thought like my, she got like away and then we were like, let's not wait for it. And so like I closed the phone and then we got in the car and drove away. That's the, and I called, the, that, that's the only time I ever called the police. But what was I supposed to do in that situation? Like, I, I know I was making fun of those old ladies who were like, but what about this? <laughs> but honestly, 
what do you do if you're like an 11 year old who can't drive and your older sister is getting beat up by your dad and, and she's like yelling for you to call the police because she can't get away that's a broken system right there yeah, I, mean, I have no answer but, but. <laughs> but even even in that scenario like the police aren't obligated to yeah and guess what they didn't come to help us so oh, look at that <laughs> yeah so guess what they didn't come to help us and we never made a police report or anything and there's no legal record of that so but it, it's also like that's not mislabeling an experience of discomfort as being one of fear mm-hmm yeah, mm. that's definitely what you were. Oh, and yeah, and the fault the do. fault in that situation is not in you for calling the police. It's that the police were the option that you had, and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, like my 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 thought for like when you say that is like not oh I wish Addie hadn't called the police. It's like I wish that there was a better person that you could have yeah. called, like someone that would have actually shown up and helped you. Yeah. And you know what? I think we got in the car and we drove back to my mom's house and we probably called my mom right away, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like harkens back to what you said, Julia, is the person who offered us the most support was our mom. Oh, the world is broken. I'm trying to remember. So I know my mom called just just to get since you shared that I'm going to share this now. Uh, I know that my mom called my called the police on my dad at one point, and I don't even remember fully exactly what happened. I think what happened is that he kidnapped us, my sister and I, and then, um, like, nothing happened from that. That, like, he got physical with my mom, my mom called the police, and then he kidnapped my sister and I, and, like, stayed in a hotel for a few days, and then eventually went home. Oh my gosh. So it's not like they follow up. It's not like they show yeah, up. Yeah. It's I not know, like I, the police like are an like, answer. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I, I feel like a, a whole other facet to why the police are um, not the answer is because they don't actually show up for you when you need help. Like so much in, intimate partner violence can like tell you about this. Child abuse can tell you about this. Like report reports of child abuse can tell you about this, right? that the police don't actually help you when you are asking for help. It's like widely systemic around the world because I'm, I'm thinking about reading Trevor Noah's book and about how many times his mom called the police and his stepfather yeah. and how many times the police just were like, ah, women, you know, and just didn't. And so then when the stepfather went to go kill the mom, mm-hmm. there was no record that, the, that mm-hmm. he had been, like that the police had like investigated any allegations of domestic violence before even though she had called the police a bunch of times because they didn't take it seriously and they didn't file a report and then there was no evidence that he had like prior like violent actions mm-hmm. um and th- so then it, it didn't it wasn't taken as seriously again he was only he was like sent to prison for a few years or something um so thinking about that culture being like worldwide like how it enforces patriarchy too and mm-hmm. how a lot of police are domestic abusers and it's so broad and yeah yeah and that's the conversation that I had with my mom a few like over the summer I think we were talking about I was like talking about like uh, this website that James had shared um like for Chicago like people to call instead of the police in different situations Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is really great like I remember my mom was like 
Like, she's like, I understand how the police are bad. And also, like, what, what would you do if you were in a situation where you are, like, afraid? And I was like, I don't know. I think I would just be, in, I think I would just be afraid. Like, I don't think that the police are the solution. I don't think that, like, there are necessarily other options. And, like, that's a huge issue. But I think she was kind of pushing that same thing. Like, is there a situation in which you, you could, you need to call the police for the law? Um, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone that, that could really help in certain situations. And that's like kind of what you experienced. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as we admit that the, like, that the police don't help, then we have to deal with the fact that there's a lot of situations in which people go through terrible things and there is no one to help. And that's something that we, that we're, that the police abolition movement is trying to address. Mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah there's just this mythology around the police that if you examine it in any way doesn't <clears throat> hold up and you need to tear down that mythology first or maybe at the same time as tearing down the police because they don't do what their mythology says they do wait we're good. what was the closing question one person that makes you feel safe yeah you came up with it oh yeah that thing that i said <laughs> <laughs> my cool. mom makes me feel safe I, I've called her on multiple occasions when I felt unsafe I, my mom makes fine. me feel safe too my partner makes me feel safe I don't feel like I have to like explain myself to them mm. I've also called them on many occasions I feel safe with my Seattle friends my, uh, I'll say Lane oh. Lane or Nick maybe Pat Yeah. yeah. Eric. I love it I will say um, I was really um rooting for myself for you Dan <laughs> for you to say me but you um, didn't say also, me yeah I get it <laughs> that's why I didn't say you so I didn't feel <laughs> safe in that even, direction I don't feel safe. <laughs> oh, it's so funny <laughs> I think honestly my mom like I think it goes back to the attachment parenting of like being smaller than her and like cuddling with her and like just being like she's so big and like strong and like like that hasn't, even though I'm taller than her, it hasn't gone away. It's kind of cool. Whoa. Yeah, I like snuggling with my mom. Would y'all, would y'all like to hear an update on the polls or no? Because you're allowed to say no. Yeah, I, I guess. I have pulled up actually. Yes, too. I guess. Um, yeah, I'm about to go look at it, so. Yeah, currently Biden has 209 electoral votes and Donald Trump has 118. So. It's a pretty big lead pretty big lead as of right now it's also quite early so let's see if they burn the effigy i just want to say that washington oregon and california were called with zero percent of the <laughs> results i think illinois was similar last time i i checked earlier and it was like 50 percent reporting and it was like 62 percent for biden and they were like biden Biden's going to win this state. Don't know why we waited to tell you until now. That's so oh. funny. It's an illusion. Anyway, we'll see. This podcast is recorded on Ohlone and Potawatomi and Miami and Peoria land. Our producer is Sonia Berg. Want to support them? Look in the episode description to buy them a cup of coffee. Our logo is made by Julia's sister, Sophia. She is 12 and a Democrat who doesn't agree with everything the Democrats stand for. 
Our theme song is by some TikTok users that I cannot pronounce, but they will be listed in our episode description. Oh, crap. I just, Dan, I just spilled my cider and Vince is on Oh, no. Me. Oh, no. I used Dude. to make fun of me for spilling things. How will you, how will you deal with it? that? Can you go get it? Look, he's oh, so no. sleep. Oh, he's no. He's so sleep. I can't move. Please, Dan, come help me. Please. Oh, no. Why don't you just have? Why don't you just have a napkin or towel on you at all times? A bib. Her clothes. I did, I her clothes on, are effectively a bib. Yeah, honestly, I do kind of use. To be honest. Whew. I hope that this part gets in the podcast. 